Welcome to Spotlight on Stigma, a podcast series from the Great Lakes PTTC that focuses on the efforts to reduce stigma associated with behavioral health disorders. Substance use disorders and mental illness are among the most stigmatized conditions in the U.S. and around the world. The religious beliefs of some can further exacerbate the stigmatization of behavioral health disorders if they are perceived as moral weaknesses or sinful behavior. Yet we know from the literature that religious beliefs and involvement in faith institutions can promote mental health and prevent substance misuse. This leaves many faith leaders playing a complex role in their communities. I'm Rachel Pascal, and today I'm joined by Pastor Greg Delaney, faith-based recovery advisor with Recovery Ohio's Advisory Council. Welcome, Pastor Delaney. It's so good to have you here today. Oh, it's my pleasure. What an honor. Thank you for having me. So, Pastor Delaney, you've been involved in numerous local and state-based efforts to get faith leaders involved in effective substance misuse treatment and recovery initiatives. What role can faith communities play in helping Ohioans find a path to recovery? Rachel, I think one of the first things is for faith-based communities and faith-based solutions and and providers to recognize that they're invited. Um, SAMHSA has incorporated faith-based assistance into their recovery-oriented system of care. And so sometimes it's just a a simple uh, invitation that gets things started. But then along those same lines, it's super important for our our faith-based communities and our faith-based folks to recognize that there's some education that's needed. Uh, It's an integral part of uh, creating pathways to help for folks. And uh, so one of the things that we've done here at Recovery Ohio is A, help to invite our faith-based providers and solutions to the table to have a conversation. And then on the other side of that, really inspire them to uh, seeking out the assistance and the help of education so that when they serve, they serve well. It's really clear that your passion for this work is evident. What brought you to this work in the first place? Well, um, what brought me here was a journey of uh, substance misuse myself. Um, I suffered uh, for about 15 years with alcohol misuse, um, alcohol use disorder, as well as I've used uh, uh, barbiturates and uh, benzodiazepine, all kinds of stuff. Um, but what it makes it a little bit unique for me is that I had grown up in the church. I, I hadn't uh, had any experience with alcohol or substances for the longest period of my life, almost till I was 28 years old. And uh, a career change and some other circumstances led me to, to finding uh, alcohol as a, as a great relief for stress for me. Um, but what turned, uh, what was something that I could control uh, turned, turned into a compulsion, something I couldn't control. And one of the things that brought me to this work now is that one of the last places that I felt comfortable to go get any help at all for what I was suffering with. And I was really, really sick uh, to the point of almost dying. Uh, but the last place I felt I could get help was my church. And even though I had been a, a big integral part of that church and grown up in the faith community, they just didn't seem to understand what it was that I was dealing with. And it was really a very uncomfortable place to try to, to find connection. And so uh, I really didn't want anyone else to deal with that. I didn't want anyone else to feel that way. And, um, you know, in, in fact, at, at the end of my first year of my recovery journey, uh, just going back to my church and, and letting them know, uh, you know, the journey that I'd been on, uh, the challenges that I faced, while it was very liberating, uh, it was incredibly difficult to try to do. 
So I said this at the top, but it, it's known that faith institutions have been part of the problem of exacerbating the stigma associated with substance misuse. Have you seen this in your work and, and how can faith leaders begin to break down some of the misconceptions of persons with substance use disorders? Yeah, I think uh, part of that comes back to a, just a lack of understanding what substance use is and, and the challenges that people are facing. And, and most likely it's rooted in pain. And so a lot of times, um, you know, just simple language change can help faith leaders to do a better job. But often they'll, they'll get kind of caught up in, in, the, in the other cultural misperceptions of what substance use is, you know. And so what we've seen within the church is this, you know, leaning toward these folks are bad people. Uh, they're morally corrupt. Uh, they're making terrible decisions. They're sinful. And without a clear understanding of addiction as a chronic relapsing brain disease, uh, understanding addiction that it is, as I mentioned, rooted in pain, uh, they can perpetuate those stigma, you know, kinds of, whether it's in their language, there's, there's stigma related behavior. And so one of the things that's really clear that we work with faith communities on, as simple as this, is just understanding that their language matters. Uh, learning to, to take a person first approach when they're talking about someone who's dealing with substance use. Um, you know, this is a person suffering with a substance use disorder. This is not an addict. This is not a junkie. Uh, in fact, I'm, I'm here in Akron today getting ready to spend some time with faith leaders this evening. And it's all about the language. And it's all about helping them become a more welcoming place for those who are dealing with these issues because they believe that if the language changes, their perception changes, they can be educated on what it is I'm dealing with. And the church becomes a safer place for me to go find some help or a safer place for me to continue to get help on my recovery journey. So here you're speaking with some other faith leaders uh, today. For those uh, faith leaders in our audience, what are some first steps that they can take to make a difference in the lives of those impacted by substance use disorder? I think going back to that original thing is, is just getting a clear understanding of what this is. Uh, you as a, as a faith leader are likely to have a great heart of compassion. But how can I channel that compassion appropriately? And, and I can do that if you'll spend some time understanding what addiction is and what it isn't, understanding what your role as a faith leader or a role as a faith institution can be. And, and we actually uh, spend some time educating uh, churches and faith leaders on how to find their lane. What is it that they do well? And then again, going back to that original point of how can I help you serve well? And so one of the first things that we encourage uh, faith leaders to do is, is to find someone in their community or reach out to, to me or to, to other organizations and say, I want to learn a little bit more about what this is. And, and then on from there, they can learn a little bit more on how they can help. And uh, there are a lot of ways for uh, faith communities to help. Everything from just uh, helping with basic needs that often arise when someone's dealing with this challenge all the way up to, you know, perhaps opening a home to help people. The, the gamut and the opportunities for faith leaders to get involved and to find a spot within the continuum of care for someone are really endless and only kind of limited to the creativity of the faith leader involved. And so my, my always my first encouragement is bring someone in, reach out to an expert, find out what this subject matter is all about. And then begin to look at your congregation, your group of, of influencers and say, okay, where do we fit in and how can we help this collaborative effort, which is that's what it is at the end of the day. It's an effort where we're linking community resources, faith leaders, um, traditional resources that are in our community, community, social services, all of that, 
all wrapping around an individual who's dealing with this challenge and looking to find the best path for them to take while they navigate all of those different opportunities that they may have within their community for help. Well, Pastor Jelani, I want to thank you for spending some time with us today and most of all for all of your work in this field. It's really appreciated. Oh, it's Take my care. pleasure. My pleasure. Thank you so much and thank you for allowing me to share. Spotlight on Stigma is produced and sponsored by the Great Lakes Prevention Technology Transfer Center with the support of SAMHSA and DHHS. The opinions expressed in this series are those of the speakers and do not reflect the official position of SAMHSA or DHHS. Before you go, don't forget to like us on Facebook and Twitter and subscribe to the Great Lakes Current YouTube channel for access to many more products and resources just like this.